What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Money Cheesemans podcast. It's your favorite Latina siblings, Israel and Sunem Tovar, coming at you with the real deal on how to get your money right and secure the bag as teachers and women of color. As an award-winning educator and personal finance expert, we are on a mission to bring anti-racist, culturally responsive financial literacy to teachers and women of color. So if you are ready to get your money right, we are so glad you're here. The Money Chisme podcast is sponsored by the Dream Teacher Project. The Dream Teacher Project is on a mission to empower teachers and women of color to get their money right and build generational wealth. Hey, y'all. We are so excited to have another solo episode. Yay. So for today's solo episode, we're going to, of course, be spilling some tea about our 2023 Money Goal updates. And we also wanted to share how you can submit letters to us. As we shared in our first episode, we also want to use this platform to read letters from you all to answer your specific financial money questions and help you navigate some financial challenges you may be facing. But before we share those guidelines, we wanted to give you some updates on how our 2023 money goals are progressing. Um, So we talked about our 2023 um, money goals in episode three. So it's been a, a few months since then. It's actually episode episode two. We're going to uh, hyperlink that in the show notes for folks who haven't listened to that episode. But yes, we've been to spill some tea because the Lord knows, honey, there has been some twists and turns in this arena. All right, Sanam, do you want to get us started with your updates? Okay, yeah, I'll start because mine's are not as long as Isha is. <laughs> he has so much to spill. Um, so just to begin... I guess for my updates is that I'm actually planning on decreasing my investments. I know in episode two, I talked about how I was going to decrease them, which I did. But now during the year, I realized that I've been going over my budget just because I've been traveling way more. And I started thinking, I'm like, well, you know, what should I decrease? I'm like, I should just decrease my investments. My investments are doing really well, Um, so I'm not planning on maxing out my Roth IRA, nor my 401k, which is crazy, a little crazy, and it still gives me a little bit of mindset drama, but I'm like just doing that because I do want to enjoy life now, and because I've been going on many vacations and I really enjoy them, so I'm like, yeah, let me just decrease them. I'm not even decreasing it that much, honestly, but it's a lot for me. Um, so yeah, but even though I'm decreasing my investments, I am still on the plan to retire by age 45. And according to my calculations, I'm still going to be able to retire at this time, even though I'm going to decrease it by a little bit. And I just want to say that I am very lucky to be able to invest this amount into the stock market, um, and still be able to like live my best life. So I'm really, um, happy about that. And another thing that I've been thinking is that if my income increases, then I will like increase my investments. But if it doesn't, then I'm just going to continue to uh, invest less during this year. You know what's so interesting, Simon, is that you mentioned that for you, it's still like scary to not invest as much in the your Roth IRA and your 401k, which for folks who don't know what an IRA and 401k, those are retirement investment vehicles that you can take advantage of. So you can't, if you invest in those 
vehicles, you are investing in the stock market. You are an investor. Um, and hopefully, well, not hopefully, the data shows that your money will increase through the eighth wonder of the world known as compound interest. Okay, so quick little, little context there. But Sunem is such a huge money nerd that like she, to the point where she just like knows the power of investing and I feel like has developed this habit of like over investing because she wants to reach uh, financial independence as early as possible, which is a great goal. But I think that for a lot of us who do want to reach that, sometimes like we develop an unhealthy relationship with money because we are aggressively trying to reach that goal without focusing on ourselves, without focusing on the present. And so I feel like it's so great to them that even though it feels a little scary that you're like, you know, fuck that shit. <laughs> I am going to live my best life now. And girl, you've been traveling left and right, honey. I can tell you that much. You know, I'm like, oh, girl, like I've historically been the one in the family who's been traveling left and right. But like this year, girl, she is definitely out beating me and she's going to take the certificate of that for, for the Tobor family for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I really have been enjoying traveling. But yeah, like you said, like, it's been a journey for me, because like, I started off like my journey, being very aggressive with my money. And it's during the like my money journey that I've learned that no, I have to have a balance. And which is what I'm trying to do. But it's still hard, because I still do compare myself to other people that are like, oh, I'm investing $50,000 in the stock market. And I'm like, should I be investing that much? But no, like, I know I shouldn't. You know, I shouldn't. Because I'm still going to be able to reach my goal of retiring early, even with how much I am I am investing now. Because I did um, invest aggressively in the beginning. And even though that wasn't healthy, it, it is still going to help me reach my goal. Uh, but yeah, so that's something that I've been struggling with. But at the end of the day, I always ask myself, am I happy the way I'm living my life? And the answer is yes. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stop following these people that trigger me. Um, and that's what I have been doing. I've been um, following people in my personal account that trigger me um, and who are investing all this money. But the other thing is because they're way, making way, way more than me. And that's why they can invest that much. And I guess my other goal is, this, is basically I'm going to continue to spend money on travel. And another thing that I realized this year and last year too is that I, I'm going to continue spending money on coaching. Um, and that's because I realized that having a coach has helped me feel very supported and has been very helpful in my mindset. It's helped me like show up. It's helped me even start the, this podcast because this is something that I didn't even think I would be able to do uh, just because I am an introvert and <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to like talk about my life. Uh, but yeah, so like I'm going to continue to invest in coaches because it's been really helpful. And another thing is that I want to create another sinking fund. I love sinking funds, by the way. And if you don't know what a sinking fund is, it's basically a saving account that you save for a specific uh, goal that you want. And so I want to create a sinking fund for retreats because I realized that I really enjoyed being in retreats and meeting other people who are like have like similar values. And it's been really fun doing that. So moving forward, I'm going to make sure to I'll put that in my budget. But those are like the two things that I've 
changed in the last since the last podcast episode that we talked about um and yeah that's basically my updates what about you Shred? i know yours is like really long <laughs> so let, let's get you know, on yeah first of all i just want to say that i'm here for the growth you know i feel like it really we've talked about this informally it really takes a lot of time and self-reflection and therapy and resources and courage and you know all these things for you to like make this mindset shift of from DIY and everything to investing in yourself, especially in our communities, right? Like in our communities, we're like, what you mean invest in a coach and a money coach and a wellness coach and a business coach? Like do it yourself, bitch. Like what you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, but like it really is taking it to the next level by investing in yourself, right? Like white people, people who have access to resources do this all the time. And research indicates that coaching improves your whatever part of the coaching you're investing in so through a teacher perspective like i know when i had an instructional coach when i first started teaching i was a strong teacher okay don't get it twisted when i first started but having that instructional coach like made me an even better teacher so much more quickly and that similar dynamic applies to your money to your health to your mindset and so y'all please least if you have the access to resources and the opportunity invest in coaches and i'm so glad to know that you're doing that okay that's the first part um the second part is y'all at this point y'all should know i like to talk okay y'all y'all should know i like to talk i have i always have some good like self-reflections and so i do have me some updates so like i mentioned in episode two like one of my major money goals was to find a full-time job so i can you know get on therapy so i can start investing do all these things but y'all i stopped looking for full-time jobs after i received a handful of offers so plot twist there boo uh and I just want to let y'all know, if you don't know this, like applying to full-time jobs, y'all, is a hustle. Like I said in episode three, whenever I sh- when I shared my journey. And it's also a skill. So for y'all who are thinking about applying full-time jobs, make sure you are investing in yourself so you can develop that skill. And also if you have the privilege of setting up time so you can apply más tranquilo, more calmly. Okay. So I was lucky enough that I was getting offers like relatively quickly um, in this, you know, recession or whatever. But I got a couple of offers that I rejected. So, for example, I got an education specialist role for the Nashville School District. And then I also got an associate director role for a Latino advocacy organization in Nashville. And so I was getting offers in my field. Um, But as I was like getting those offers, I just realized that y'all boy is not ready to go back to full-time work. Okay, I am not ready to lose my flexibility. I am not ready for someone else to own my time. And I, I was like subconsciously feeling this way. Like I thought that I was already, you know, recovered from the burnout I was feeling. And I, you know, I am feeling so much better, but I realized that only because I am you know, more rested and and better does not mean that I should go back into the grind, right? And so when I was thinking about um, deciding whether or not I was going to take a role, uh, I was already here in Merida, Mexico. And that same day that I got the 
the role and the response from like the negotiation. I came across a song when I was walking to a coffee shop called El Lugar Correcto by Natalia La Forcade. I I'm always I always struggle with her last name, but um, th- those lyrics literally like were the sign of the universe. I'm gonna read them real quick. Okay, I'm in Spanish and then in English. So it says. Perdona que me tuve que asustar por un momento, ausentar por un momento. Tenía una cita que atender conmigo misma. Había olvidado cómo ver en un espejo en mi rostro, en mis ojos, lo que había habita mi universo. Sorry, I had to be away for a moment. I had an appointment to keep with myself. I have forgotten how to see in the mirror, in my face, in my eyes, what lives in my universe. So literally, y'all, this was the ultimate sign from the universe telling my ass that I shouldn't take that job offer and instead continue to focus on myself. I was also getting so many signs prior from the universe prior to the to to the job offer, but I was kind of like ignoring them and not fully giving into them. Even though you know, Sunem and I would be like, "Is that is that a sign from the universe?" I feel like this is not right, Sunem. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. I remember when you were applying and we were talking about it, and you're like, mm, "I don't know," and yeah, but I, I mean. I think it worked out. You finally got the sign from the universe. And I feel like we just have to be more intuitive with the signs. And I think that a lot of us are not because we don't really pay attention to ourselves. Like we're too busy to pay attention to our intu- what our intuition is is telling us. And I know I've been guilty of this and that's something I'm trying to work on. And I know you're really good at this, Israel, uh, that you always pay attention to your intuition. And even though it takes you a minute, like not like a minute, not like um to but it takes you like a few days to like your brain to make the connections. But you're always really good at listening to your intuition, and that's something that I want to do in the future. Want to be more in tune with my intuition. If you're resonating with this content, please leave us a review. We appreciate and read every review. Plus, reviews help us gain more visibility. Please and thank you. Uh, thank you, Sunan, for that. I appreciate it. But I'm not going to lie, though. Like, it was not easy to reject these job offers, especially in this recession. While I am literally learning that people are getting laid off left and right. So, yeah, I feel like historically I've been really good listening to my intuition, even though me hago bolas, I go in circles, I eventually do listen to it. But I feel like this particular decision was harder just because of the economic context that we're in. So I am really proud of myself for making those choices and listening to the universe, releasing control, because y'all know I'm trying to release control and trusting the process. And I'm proud of myself for embracing this idea that what is meant for me is for me and for trusting my intuition, like you said, Sunem. I know that things will work out for me how they're supposed to, and for me to be my highest self, they have in the past. You know, I, I, I think that I've been drawing from experiences from the past. So I trust that it's going to work for me. So it's definitely growth for me, y'all. It's giving growth for me too. Okay. Uh, so I also want to acknowledge that I hustled in the past so much to build a strong financial foundation for myself. So I can give myself more options and flexibilities, right? Like I want to acknowledge that hustle and acknowledge that privilege that I gave to myself too, um, to be able to reject jobs mm-hmm. because they don't serve me right now. 
right? Yeah. It's definitely a huge privilege. It really is because like if you didn't have the sinking fund that you created to take your sabbatical, you didn't have the six-figure investments, like it would be way harder for you to be able to say no to a job in the middle of a recession. Um, so like because you have all those, all those things, like it was still really hard for you to say no but like way easier because you don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. And so I still have to have a plan, right? I'm releasing control and doing all these things, but I, there's still some sort of um, responsibility on my end. So my, here's my plan for all you chismosas who's trying to know what's going on with me. Okay. So I am planning to continue to grow the business as it feels in alignment with us, the pace and that feels sustainable. Uh, we have been getting more opportunities and more income so far this year. So we're manifesting more of that to come. And I've also decided to get remote side hustles uh, here and there to cover my li my living expenses. So again, I am grateful that I did build that little sabbatical fund and that, you know, the business is bringing some income and I'm going to, I do have the opportunity to have side hustles here and there. So that was another side, sign of the universe when I was like applying a full-time job. Like one little side hustle came to me that is super cushy, well-paying, values aligned with it. And I was like, oh, okay, let me do that, right? Let me do that and get my little bills paid, right? Um, also, luckily, my expenses have been low. I have no debt, right? And um, I have the huge privilege of being able to stay at my parents' house in Nashville. I do provide income, some, some money to to my sister who manages the property, not you, my other sister, um, but it's very low and I'm really grateful for that. So, and that's a huge privilege that I want to acknowledge, huge, huge privilege, right? Uh, and so my expenses, because my housing, my major expenses have been really low, you know, overall they're, they're low. Um, but I will admit that I'm still applying to full-time jobs here and there whenever I find one that feel like it's an alignment and meets my needs. And so like, for example, I applied to one this past week. It's the first one since since like November, right? And so I will be applying here and there. Yeah, ver qué. Um, overall, I am trying to release control of what happens in the future, but I may more seriously apply to full-time jobs again post-summer in the early fall, but we shall see. I just really want to give myself a full year of rest, travel, and centering myself because that's what I you know, really wanted to do when I left the classroom in D.C. last year in July, June, July. But and also a little quick little update is that I'm seriously considering teaching summer school this year. Uh, I miss kids. I miss the classroom. I'm not ready to go back into the classroom. But, you know, I'll go back into the classroom for a month. And summer school tends to be really chill, you know, collect my little paycheck, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, and I think it will be a great experience for you because I know that's something that you miss from teaching, just teaching the kids. You don't miss anything else, but just the kids. So I, I think it's definitely going to be a great experience for you. And the kids are going to be really lucky to have you because you're such a great Aww. teacher. And uh, you're going to get the, you know, to interact almost millions. Yeah, you know, I'm not here for these ghetto-ass school politics. Okay, ghetto-ass school politics. I hate school politics. Ugh. So summer school, you usually don't deal with all that, right? Like, it's just los niños, them kids just go, do your little work, what's up with you, kiki a little bit, you know, los regañas here and there, and then you get to move on with your day, right? Um, and so the other thing that I also mentioned in 
the second episode was that I wanted to start going to therapy. I am in the process of looking for therapists with the health insurance that I do have. Uh, my options are limited because, you know, my health insurance isn't like high quality the way it would be if I had a full-time job, but I do have health insurance from the marketplace. Um, and so that's definitely something that I recommend folks looking into if you need um, some health insurance. And it's been a challenge to find a therapist. I'm not going to lie with this health insurance, but I am committed to making this happen. To be quite honest and to be fully vulnerable, I just feel like I really just need practical tools to deal with my anxiety and and, and challenges that come with that. And that's why I feel like, you know, I, 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 I'm committed to going to therapy, you know, because I feel like I need professional support because I need to stop being ghetto and asking some damn, you know, like what your therapist say about your problems, right? Like I need, I need to stop it, right? <laughs> and so generational trauma ends with us, okay? I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am, of course, trying to find a therapist of color who has an intersectional lens, but that is challenging with the health insurance that I have and also challenging in Nashville, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because I will be going to therapy in Nashville since I'm more based there, even though I'm bopping around still. But I am going to make it happen. I'll keep y'all updated on that because your boy is trying to cut into generational trauma, nip that shit in, in the butt today. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You definitely need to invest in a therapist because I'm tired of being your therapy friend. Oh my god, man. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, bitch. Tell me how you really feel. Dang. Uh, 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 pro bono. I don't, I'm not even, just because I got my psychology degree doesn't mean that I can be a therapist. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's, it's really challenging to find like a therapist of color in Nashville. Like I try to find, find one like years ago and it was really hard um and the therapist that i have she's white but she's really she's been really helpful for me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but she doesn't take insurance so (laughs) right that's the other that's the other challenge right so so, uh, the inaccessibility of mental health in this country y'all get on all right the other thing that i also and the last thing because you know that was so much already yeah I'm like, I'm saying, I'm tired. Give me y'all updates. I'm just kidding. The other thing that I'm so excited to look and looking forward to is hiring a personal trainer. Like, I am really good with my health. Like, I exercise Monday through Friday, you know, my ass is at the gym, working on my fitness, you know, but I feel like I, I want to take it to the next level. I'm trying to get this blow up this year, you know what I'm saying? And so... I am also really proud of myself and proud of both of us to be quite honest with you because I feel like we're both making the shift in the past year or so of like DIY and everything and investing in ourselves, investing in coaches so we can take our every our money, our everything, our our health todo to the next level. So here's to investing in ourselves more. Y yeah, no more updates. Yeah, me callo. Yeah, yeah, it's todo. And that was actually pretty quick. I thought it was gonna be like a long update, but no, that was fast. Okay, you you shady as hell. You are shady as hell. Dang. Okay, según introvert over here, según introvert over here. Okay, but she got something to say. She got something to say. <laughs> 
Uh, no, but yeah, thank you so much, Ishad, for sharing your uh, personal goals. And I'm here for you getting a personal trainer and telling me how much you like them. Um, because maybe I'll get one too. <laughs> Quien sabe? Um, but yeah, so we also wanted to take this time to let you know a little bit more about our letter, letter submission. Um, if you wanted to submit some some of your letters, like telling us about like your money goals or your financial uh, goals. Um, if you want to do that, you go to our podcast show notes. Like, So every episode, we're going to put a letter submission link there that you'll be able to click. It's just going to say letter submission, and it's going to take you to a letter form where, where you'll just fill it out. And we will try our best to respond to yours. Uh, we just want to be real here, but due to limited time and human power, uh, we might not get to everyone. Um, but please stay tuned because we will try to get to a lot of them in the money chief. We're also going to carefully read each and every one of them. Okay, so even if we're not able to respond to yours on the podcast, we will read them. I just want to assure you that. And thank you in advance for trusting us with your financial journey. We feel so much gratitude that you shared your money journey with us. And we look, we are so looking forward to reading your letters. So I just want to highlight one piece again that is going to be in our podcast show notes moving forward. This is an opportunity for you to share any financial challenge or situation that you need support in navigating. We are going to try to... Uh, give you advice and support, you know, with an anti-racist, culturally responsive lens, because, you know, there's some money experts who don't understand, like, the nuances of growing up in poverty, growing up queer, color, woman of color, all these intersections, okay? So thank you so much for trusting us with your journey. And, well, that is all for today. Thank you so much for spending this time with us today. And remember to live, teach, and secure the bag. If you took anything from this episode, please take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Dream Teacher Project. 